Welcome to the NFT Now podcast. Every Wednesday, we speak with trailblazing artists, collectors, and technologists about how NFTs are redefining the creative economy and how you can be a part. I'm Sam Heisel. I'm Alejandro Navia. And I'm Matt Medved, and we're on a mission to empower the creators of culture. Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? Matt here, rocking the podcast solo this week. We've got a very special guest for this episode, certainly the youngest guest we've ever had on the NFT Now podcast. We'd like to welcome Jasty, only 15 years old. He's emerged as one of crypto art's youngest rising stars. He sold more than $220,000 worth of NFTs uh, based in Seattle. He's friends with Theosis, and they've worked, even worked on some paintings together. We're going to find out what it's like to enter this space at such a young age and what he's got coming up for the future. Before we delve into the episode, I want to remind you to, set, to head over to nftnow.co, subscribe to our newsletter, where every week we distill all the week's news into simple and actionable insights to keep you with your finger on the pulse. Without any further ado, here's Jasty. Jasty, what's good, man? Uh, nothing. I'm pretty good, honestly. I've been working, not much. <laughs> <laughs> you're out there. You're, you're in Seattle, right? Yeah. I think it's amazing that you're age 15. You are already this deep in the NFT space uh, as an artist, uh, as a collector, as all of the above. You got to tell me, how did you first get into digital art? And how did you discover NFTs at this young age? Last year, 2020, I got Photoshop and all the Adobe Illustrator and all the Adobe Suite for Christmas. That was 2019 Christmas. And I made my first design in Photoshop in 2020 for the New Year's. And then I, from there, I, I had to spiral down the logo design path. So I was designing logos and everything. That's how I got into Illustrator. I got all those skills. And then in around July, around this time last year, actually, I started seeing people on Instagram where I was doing logo design, like make art out of the same like stuff that I was doing with logo design. And so I dipped into that a bit. And so then it just went from there. And I was doing daily art every day on Illustrator. And it just went from there. And then around December of last year, I saw Sam J on Instagram on Super Rare dropping a piece on there. And so I was like, what is this? And so I did some more research and I, and I spiraled down the hole, the rabbit hole. And I found all these artists that were doing all this stuff and were making huge, at that time, huge in the NFT space. And so I applied in around late December, exactly. It was, it was close to the one year time where I got Photoshop and all that stuff. And so I really, I applied. And then in January of that month, later on, I got accepted. I was like, dang, there's no way. Because <laughs> at that time, I wasn't really confident in what I was doing because I, I didn't really have like where I am now, where I have like all the landscapes and backgrounds and everything that I do with my pieces now, it was really just just characters that I was doing, experimenting with that kind of stuff. And now my style's really developed and like flourishing in the way it has the characters and the backgrounds and all of the other stuff. You see, it all started with the I minted my first piece, Forever Colored, with Astral, the character you see, on February sixteenth or eighteenth, I believe it was somewhere in that range, and then. About four to eight days later, well, before that, I was getting, I got a few bids. And I was like, dang, what? Already? Because you know, yeah, I didn't promote it. At all. I hadn't promoted it at all. And I had like, oh, under 100 followers on Twitter at that time. And no one, that's what I really find that fascinating about Super Rare and all these platforms is how easy it is for people to like find and bid on your pieces. Because there was no way for me to get it out there at all. Other than my 100 followers at that time. And I was getting like the, I think the highest bid I got without actually like 
promoting it like hugely was like 0.33. And then later that night, I remember I was at a youth group meet. Um, we were watching a movie and I got this text from, I, I got this text from a friend. He's like, what is this NFT? Cause he saw, cause I've been posting on my Instagram cause he knows me. I've known him since like way when I started art texting. He's like, what is this? How do I get into this? What, you know, what are our NFTs? What is crypto art? How do I make? And then I send the website and how to apply and everything. And then he, he takes a screenshot and he's like, why is your art on the front page right now? And, and then I look at it and I, say, I look at a screenshot and it says 0.4 Ethereum bid from Felocious. And I was like, no way. You're, you're, this, is, this, is, this has to be Photoshop. And I looked at it on my email and I, and I, and I about jumped out of my seat while we were watching the movie. <laughs> but <laughs> and it just amazing, spir- amazing. Yeah, it spiraled, it, it spiraled from there. <laughs> and then there was a bidding war with uh, Justin and Felocious later that night. And then I just let it go. I think honestly, the biggest thing about how it got so high at the end of March, at the beginning of March, is that I let it hold. I didn't accept it. I, I I told myself when I minted it that I would that I would wait at least two weeks before I accepted the bid, which I've held basically to this day. Except now I'm holding it more to a four price than a than two to two weeks thing for sure. Yeah. And and we can dig. We'll dig a bit more into that too. But before yeah. we before we dig into you know the market dynamics and all that, like you know just being age fifteen, getting so deep down down this rabbit hole, like. How did you explain this to like your family, to your friends? Like, do they understand it? To tell me about bit about that. Yeah, it was it was hard to explain. I had to like convince my parents into letting me get Bitcoin and Ethereum because I started way back in when I st- I think it was before I even started art. No, wait, no, no, it was before when I did graphic design. I got a seventy dollar job. That was like my. I was like, what the? I was like, this is huge, you know, because it was seventy dollars at the time for me. I was like. And I just started graphic design and logo stuff. And so I did that and I was like, dang, this is real, you know? And so, and so I had to, I convinced my mom to let me put like half of it into, at the time, Bitcoin had just gotten onto PayPal. And so I put that money into Bitcoin on PayPal and I switched it around from Ethereum and all those cryptocurrencies, which had to, which I had to go through all my mom's accounts and do all that, which I had already had a decent understanding of it because you, you honestly, being my age, you see it everywhere now. You see it like on the news, like even way back, like on YouTube, back in the culture, they were like, buy Bitcoin or whatever. And I didn't really understand what that meant. I didn't really understand how to buy cryptocurrency or how to get cryptocurrency or what it was generally. I just knew it existed. Yeah. And then the first time I really acknowledged it was when I found this platform. It's, it's basically like YouTube, but you learn cryptocurrency from views and stuff. And then we we, we really looked at how, what we could do with this. And then we, we found Bitcoin and we, or we looked back at Bitcoin and we we're like, dang, this is 6K. This is huge. You know, that was way back. That was like, it, it seems like a long time, but it's really not. But <laughs> space moves quickly, right? A lot, happen- yeah. <laughs> a lot happens in a short amount of time. It really feels like I've been in the space for a lot longer than I have. Like three, I've been in this like, minting like or like making maybe four or five six months for and sure. it really feels like i've been in here for like a year or longer totally <laughs> so i i think i think i first became aware of your art um when you sold the piece to the moon um to keyboard monkey uh i yeah. think it was for 25 ETH. it was at the time forty two thousand yeah. dollars walk me through that moment because what was that like at age 15 to to, to, to have a, a sale like that it was it was honestly crazy i was kind of I kind of set the bar high with the reserve price and I didn't expect it to get mad. I was expecting to lower it. Then I, I, I was, I was playing a game. Uh, like I, I was messing around with some of my friends and I, and I took out my phone cause I got a notification from Gmail. It was like auction met. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, it, was, 
it was just crazy. And then I just like ran around my house for a good hour or two because I was so excited about it. <laughs> what was it? What was it like explaining that to to your parents and, and like your friends? No, that that was not my. It wasn't the first time my parents actually got. It was it was actually crazier the first time we sold pieces because I I sold four pieces before to the moon piece and they were all in one day, each twenty Ethereum. It was pretty crazy that day. <laughs> we were kind of freaking out. My parents didn't believe it until like we got a bit of it out into like actual fiat and they were like, "Dang, this is this this is actually like a thing." It kind of seems like imaginary money, like you're passing. That's especially the thing with like collecting everything. You're like, "Oh yeah, this is imaginary money. It's not actually." You know, but then when you realize, oh yeah, this is this can be converted and this has actual value for sure, for sure. So, and we'll 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 dig a little bit more into some of the other the pieces and stuff like that. But like, um, I'm super curious. You know, you're age 15. You 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 suddenly have this. You know, you start selling pieces for 40k in, in Ethereum at per pop. Your parents at first, are, you know, don't real you know believe it, but then they they start to see it and and they realize this is real. How does this change sort of like your future plans? Like where like where where you were thinking your career was headed? Like I know you were working in in graphic design and 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 all that, but how like you know as as being so young, I'm curious as like what what that sort of um, how that's changed your thought process. Um, I definitely think it skewed me more towards art. Definitely, I've I've gotten way more embossed into art, experimenting a lot with paint, with like all this other, with physical arts, with like VR, with like everything. Yeah, beforehand, I didn't even know what I was gonna do. I I just had doing art as a hobby on the side, and then I just kind of find found it. And I was like, dang, okay, and so I did it, you know, and it worked. There was a ton of things I actually wanted to be before art, but I was I was really into like science and math. That's that's mainly what I was into. Cool, cool. All right. So, you know, after like to the moon, uh, I know you released Nature's DJ. And I know that, yeah. you know, the market <laughs> dynamics were a little different then yeah. too. Uh, and and you got some solid offers on it, but you haven't accepted, as I saw. So tell yep. me, tell me a bit of, of, about your approach to the market and like your thought process as to like scarcity and also, you know, like what what like what price you'll find acceptable, you know? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I fe- I feel like scarcity is both key and not key. It depends on what you're going for, because that's the main reason I didn't go for the nifty drop is because they limited me to 15 editions out of everything. And I wanted to go more to like, because really at that point, my art was like exclusive, you know, where it had, there was only five pieces out of one-on-ones. I really wanted there to be more, but you know, I'm still good with them. Cool. I really find that if it's not reaching the floor price, I won't accept it. Because I want, I want to keep that same dynamic for my collectors and like not feel like they've missed out on something. Because if you if you sell like a piece for twenty five Ethereum, right, and then the next piece goes for maybe ten or fifteen, they're like, oh dang, I could have got this piece for ten or fifteen, you know. And why didn't I do that, you know? Exactly. And so I really feel like I should just hold it to the same standard of my collectors. I'm sure your collectors appreciate that too. Yeah, absolutely. And and, I, and I've seen collectors kind of tweet about that being like, oh, like, you know, that's a, it's like a, you know, strong move. It's it's a good thing. But I'm sure that it must also be tough as an artist when like you kind of want to like release some new stuff too. Like, so how do you kind of yeah. deal, deal with that, um, that, that dynamic, you know? Honestly, I, I, I just, I've just gotten used to it and I, I've really only been working on my best work recently. And I feel like only my best work is going to be up on as one-on-ones now, like best, best work, which I, just finished actually one of them is in the background you can barely see it but <laughs> wow I, I see the nft now uh one in the background yeah. as well yeah 
I put a lot of them up there. So good. So good. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, for those who are just listening and may not see the visual here, we got uh, so it's our cover photos on socials t- brought to you by Jasty. <laughs> Thank you for that. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, let's let's chat a little about a bit about your relationship with with Fiwo because uh, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, Fiwo was one of your early collectors. Uh, or early bid, early bid on yeah. release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh-huh. and um, I know you two are both in like the Seattle area. I saw that you mm-hmm. guys got to hang out, work on some paintings together. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, what what's the you know like t- talk a little bit about your friendship and do you see like a potential collaboration? With you? Yeah, absolutely. I I we're we're really good friends. We've been talking a bit, and he's really helped me a lot with like figuring out what I want to do with art and how I want to figure stuff out and do stuff for the long run. I feel like really getting to talk with him in person was really good because there's a di- there's a totally different dynamic. I'm sure you know from Miami and New York and all this. There's a totally different dynamic from talking here on Zoom and in person. Totally, totally. Has has he also been someone who you've been able to kind of go to who might kind of understand what you're going through too in terms of like being yeah. being this young and entering the space? Uh huh. And especially all the other people that have been. Uh, my age around here, like Justin, Solis, like Flocious, Aaron, all those people, they've been really helpful to like really understanding because I was kind of late onto whatever this young artist train was, you know? And so I really reached out to them and asked questions on how to like balance everything because I was having trouble balancing like school art, doing all, managing all my social media, everything. Cause this was totally new to me at the time. And so it was, it was just crazy. My whole life just like got skewed <laughs> in March, at the beginning of March. Are there any pieces of advice that stand out, you know, that, that maybe Fiwo or one of them gave you that that's been really like, like rung true or been super helpful? Um, I'm not really sure. There's it, so much advice that I get in like all every few days or months or hours or so. <laughs> it's hard to really tell. I, I've, it's just all jammed in my mind. For sure. <laughs> what, what would you say is like the toughest part? about being this young and, and being in the space? Um, I, I'd say that people don't really take you seriously. That's the main part is that they, they, they really expect you to be like, like this kid, you know? And they don't really take you as like, you can be a, an adult in the space as a, as a kid, you know? We're going with that as well, the, I, I really remember the piece of advice from FIWO. You gotta bring it like, be professional while also keeping your personality because that's what people are really in in here for is that if you're just there professional and you're acting like a professional personality or whatever you're not going to have any like creative personality or like difference in what you're gonna what you're gonna be producing no that's sound advice uh and you know it's been amazing to see obviously fiwo's success over the you know past few months too and yeah uh, obviously that the landmark christie's uh (laughs) auction and I, I know, I think one thing I told him was I thought that that like he was inspiring like a new generation of of artists, and yeah, and, and I'm sure you're, you're part of that. Um, what would you Absolutely. say? What, what would you say are some of like your bucket list items, like things that like you? Because you know, obviously, you know, Fio had always dreamed of something like this. I'm, you know, and and mm-hmm. I'm, there's, I'm sure there's a lot more. I'm curious to hear like what are some of the the things that you really want to achieve in your career? Um, I'd say like Christie's definitely <laughs> that would be great. And then also, there's a lot of projects that are going to be definitely bucket list when they come out that I'm working on right now. I can't really discuss, <laughs> but <laughs> they're going to be great. And I think really uh, impacting some and inspiring is definitely a bucket list item. That's really a main goal of mine. 
is to like inspire others to do the same or similar as me. Have you been getting a lot of outreach from uh, like artists in the space who are kind of, who are young, who are looking to like, you know, get into it too? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And then there's a, yeah, definitely. Is that, um, is there, do you, is that, uh, what, what are some of the things you're kind of hearing from, from other artists your age who are trying to get in? I'm kind of hearing, uh, what do you do to market it? How do you get into the space? What do you like, what would you mint for your first piece? Is there, is there really a benefit to limiting how many pieces you put up? How does, how does this whole cryptocurrency, is this a, is this a scam? Is this, you know, the main questions that are posed by the media nowadays? about cryptocurrency, NFTs, all that kind of stuff. Totally. And one thing I find really interesting is like, you know, I, I think I, I tweeted a while back, but it's like this, like all of us are like, we're the last generations that are going to grow up with, without the idea of like digital ownership from like, yeah. from like the beginning, you know? And, mm -hmm. I, and I even feel like your generation is much more comfortable and understanding like that, that concept mm -hmm. because you've grown up with the internet and like, like, and, and having like so much of, of life being online. Um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts, like in your own words, like, how do you feel like your generation views NFTs and like cryptocurrency and, and blockchain, um, compared to say like some of the older generations out there? That's, that's really tough to say. Um, there's a, there's a whole different dynamic, like there's a dynamic of kids like me where they're, where we understand it and we're like, we had, we're accepting it in that it's gonna, we believe it's going to be really the next thing, you know? And that it, we've had it, the basic concept of NFTs are basically everywhere nowadays. You see it in like video games, you see it in like music, you see it in everywhere. Because if you like own an item in a game, that's that's basically an NFT. Because you you can't you can't own it, like you can't like feel it. The only thing, the only difference about this is that it's based on the blockchain, and it might be a bit overpriced at the time at, at right now. And I feel like that's going to be a big a big thing to it. It's going to be it needs to be more accessible to the masses totally and then even among people of, of your age there's still mm -hmm. obviously still a subset of people who aren't plugged into it right and and don't mm -hmm. understand it and uh there's yeah, yeah there's a there's a there's a huge demographic of my age mm -hmm. that have been like that have seen all the media around nfts and all the because there's, there's a big activist movement about like which i believe in as well but not in the way of nfts like are bad like that but they they do believe that NFTs are bad and like cryptocurrency. Well, yeah, cryptocurrency because they've seen all the energy usage and all that kind of stuff, which has kind of been misportrayed by the media on how everything works. Totally, and you know what we've talked a lot about how um, you know Twitter and is it like a super important platform for the NFT space. But I think something people don't talk about as much is TikTok. And I know there is a lot of like, yeah. you know, like TikTok. So mm -hmm. like obviously such a popular app for like your generation. Um, and there there are a lot of accounts and a lot of people like there there is a lot of conversation happening on TikTok too around NFTs. So I'm I'm just mm -hmm. curious to, to to see or to hear what what you've seen there and like what what your kind of feeling or thoughts are on on like what what's being said on that platform. Mm -hmm. Like I definitely feel like it's it's a similar mix to how it is on Twitter. There's a there's a big demographic of people that believe in them and the big demographic that that are like this is bad why are you doing this this wrecks the environment you know going back to your your art for a minute too i, I remember seeing a i think you tweeted a while back that you were working kind of making planning to go more from like the still images to animation in the future 
Yeah, um, I've been definitely doing that a lot. Yeah, doing that a lot. So, like, tell me a bit about that process and um, and where you kind of see your your art evolving to. Um, that's kind of hard <laughs> to say because it's it's so far in the future, you know. But I've been really working on getting more parts animated and more complex pieces in there. And a lot of my recent pieces that I've been doing are animated and have like a story behind them. And that's really what I like about, I really feel like the evolution of it is going to be that there, there's going to be really be kind of be, be, be a really sto- real story behind it. And they're going to be connected together behind something, which that some of them already have been, but that's just behind the scenes stuff for sure. And, you know, what are your thoughts on the metaverse? Like how, how uh, like plugged in are you, are you there? Is it, is it something that's factoring into your plans are you like thinking about what kind of presence you might want there or how your art would be displayed there? Or? Yeah, definitely. I want to I want to get I want to get involved in that soon. I've been I've been in a few rooms with people in crypto voxels and all those other platforms like Decentral and all that stuff, especially with Artifact Studios what they're doing with it, it's crazy. Um, but I definitely want to involve that into my future plans with like art and combining that with ownership and all that kind of stuff, as well as pairing with the physical kind of stuff where you get prints or you get like a jacket or you get like a painting or you get whatever physical asset that comes with the piece that involves it. Or And as well as pairing that with metaverse gear, like say you get the jacket in real life, you also get the jacket designed on on Decentraland or on CryptoVoxels. That's super cool. Are you thinking a bit about like the intersection of your art and like digital fashion as well? Yeah, definitely. I I definitely want to do that soon. Very cool. Very cool. Um, You know, one thing I think is super cool and, you know, we kind of, we touched on it, but like when Fiwo bid on your piece, it obviously like it was like a cosine in a way, which is powerful, mm-hmm. you know, from like an artist yeah. that's, that's successful in the space. And I think one thing that's really exciting about the NFT space is that artists can really co-sign each other, co-promote each other, collaborate with each other, and really move the needle for each other, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I'm curious if there are, are there any like rising artists that like you're, you like, you're really inspired by, or like you want to shout out, or you think that, you know, like are doing really, really mm-hmm. cool stuff here? Um, Yeah, there's a lot. There's a few I want to shout out are Sage and Utopia. Uh, they're doing basically these jackets that are paired with nfts the piece kind of reflects on the jacket and also solace he's another 18 year old artist that we've we had a nifty drop with and he's been doing some abstract and expressionist pieces and they're really great and he's i feel like he's really underrepresented in the space even though he's had some pretty big sales good stuff good stuff well as we kind of uh you know kind of close out the conversation just want to i know you're working on some big projects you can't share all the details on <laughs> but what what can you tell us about like what's next for jasty and like what what like you're working on and and what fans uh-huh. can kind of expect coming forward basically i'm working on a meme drop right now actually which should be by the time this is out it should be almost announced or fully announced um and then i'm also working on a one-on-one i can show you soon it should be out by the time this podcast is out as well <laughs> and then i'm also working on a huge project that's not going to be out for a while but it's going to be it's going to be pretty big it's going to involve involvement with kids involvement with all schools involvement with that kind of stuff it's going to be big that's very cool is, is like is education like a cause that's that's close to your heart or yeah both of my parents are teachers oh really mm-hmm <laughs> Got it. Got it. That's super cool. Um, do you feel like that? Uh, do you feel like that that played a role in your uh, artistic development? Um, yes and no. I'm not sure. It was it was really my own self taught how I how I really got the artistic expression in my works. That's how I've been since the beginning. Is that I've I got I learned Photoshop myself, Illustrator myself, 
After Effects, everything. Not to mention yeah. the crypto learning <laughs> curve, the NFT learning curve yep. yourself. Mm-hmm. So no, mm-hmm. very impressive. Um, Jasty, so, so great to have you on the podcast. Great to have this chat. Very excited to see what you've got in the works. And yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Look forward to having you back. Yeah. All right. Sure. Well, great chat. And we will talk again soon. Absolutely. Take care. Wow. That was an amazing episode. Uh, really enjoyed hearing his perspective uh, coming from a younger generation, seeing how he and his generation view NFTs and digital ownership, uh, the metaverse as well. I loved hearing his thoughts on uh, you know, the dynamics of, of bids and offers and, and knowing his own worth when it comes to his artwork and having patience when it comes to the market and scarcity. Uh, and I'm really excited to see some of the works and collaborations he has in the future. I know he teased a number of great projects. So we know we're going to be hearing a lot from Jasty going forward. Um, before we sign off, once again, remember to head to nftnow.co, sign up for our newsletter. Each week, we're, we're simplifying all the, the happenings uh, into actionable insights so that you can keep on top of what is a very fast-moving space. So uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in.